Today on Leave Your Mark, our guest is Annie Faust. She is a two-time breast cancer and thyroid cancer survivor. She is a Christian, resides in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and is a Duquesne University graduate and also is a financial professional. She is here to share her story of her two-time cancer survival. And thanks for stopping by today. Thank you for having me. Hi there, and welcome. Now it's time for America's favorite podcast, Leave Your Mark, with your host, Vince Cortez. If it's fly, loose fit it, it's Cortez. If freeze and chop is in it, it's Cortez. Leave Your Mark is about inspiring the world, one guest at a time. Pass the word from Brooklyn to Pittsburgh, from urban to suburb, it's Cortez, you heard? And here is our host, Vince Cortez. Our guest on Leave Your Mark is Annie Faust, two-time cancer survivor, also experienced postpartum depression to her only child's birth from her father's suicide. She is diagnosed in 2013 with her first round of cancer, and she's here today to share her story of survival and recovery absolutely incredible what you went through, Annie. Thank you for being here today. And take us from the port of your postpartum depression, finding the news of your father's passing. Okay. At the beginning of 2004, I'll start a little bit further back than that. In my second trimester, I miscarried my first child. And then shortly after that, we got pregnant again with my living child, Nicholas, who's now 15. When I was five months pregnant with Nicholas, my father committed suicide. So, you know, of course, all the hormones that go on with your pregnancy, after giving birth to Nicholas, I experienced a significant postpartum depression. And through that, my thyroid, it kind of blew up and went crazy. Everything was out of balance. So I began medical treating my thyroid problem. And I did so for seven years on a medication that my understanding now is most people aren't on for longer than six months. With your child, then five months later after that, that was a routine birth. There was no problems with that, even was, though you were going through the depression. Well, it was a pretty traumatic birth. After finding out the news about my dad, I sort of went into shock mode, I guess. I'm sure. How I barely remember the lot. Um, I was 38. I was late bloomer. Um, Yeah, it was strange just being pregnant and wondering, you know, how that shocking information impacts the fetus. You know, I didn't know. The first call I made was to my obstetrician and said, you know, what's going on with the baby? Is he okay? So they assured me that all was well. Um, So slightly more than half the pregnancy was dealing with that level of anxiety, your father being gone. Oh, yeah. It was, it was crazy. There's many levels of this postpartum depression. So after you had the baby, even though it was a difficult pregnancy, how does life move forward? Well, that's when the, my life changed completely. You know, after he was born, I remember being in labor thinking, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a mother. I just want to go home. You know, I missed my dog. I didn't want to do any of it. And that's sort of in retrospect where I'm thinking that sort of depression began, you know, that idea of, I don't want to be a mother. And then having this beautiful eight pound, 10 ounce baby, you know, and looking at it like, ugh, I have to do this again today. You know, postpartum depression is terrible. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. When you go through the postpartum depression, when do you discover that you have cancer the first time? 
while I was treating the thyroid condition that I thought was simply a malfunctioning thyroid. So I was on this medication. And when I changed doctors is when they realized that I needed to get my thyroid out. It was bad. It wasn't doing anything it should be doing. So let's just take it out. So I had a surgery scheduled to have my thyroid removed. And consequently, at that same time, I randomly found a lump in my breast. So this was in January of 2013. So this was eight years later after yep. treating the thyroid. Yes. And not and knowing in the that meantime, that was cancer. Right. Well, I didn't realize I even had thyroid cancer until they did the surgery. Through the course of that seven years, went through the process of healing from that major depression. You know, okay. there was lots of medication. There was lots of doctors. There was outpatient therapy. There was everything. It was a dark, dark darkness. And I was coming out of that at the same time that I found out that I had my cancer. So I was leaving one dark situation and entering a new one. Wow. Um, when I found the lump in my breast, I immediately called my thyroid surgeon because I was scheduled to have the surgery. And I said, I need to postpone. I just found out that I had breast cancer. And he said, you have to have your thyroid out because there's something called thyrotoxicosis that happens when you have this disorder, this Graves disease, you can go into cardiac arrest during a oh surgery my. under anesthesia. So let's get your thyroid out and then you can safely go have your breast cancer surgery. I said, okay, fine. So not knowing anything, I don't even at this point know I have thyroid cancer. I just know I have to get my thyroid out to safely treat the other cancer. So when they did that surgery, when they took the thyroid out, there was a big tumor behind my esophagus that they biopsied and then told me I had the thyroid cancer as well. Now, was that being that the thyroid was removed and they took the cancer out with it? Was that was the end of the thyroid cancer? Or do you have to deal with that on another front? Still? Yes. My thyroid doctor said, let's treat your thyroid cancer the remainder of the treatment, which is simply radioactive iodine that you have to swallow. You have to go on a special diet and then swallow this radioactive iodine and it kind of blows up the rest of the cancer cells that might be remaining. Oh, but he said, let's go ahead and treat your breast cancer because that's the more aggressive cancer. And then when you're all finished with your breast cancer treatment, then we'll do the radioactive iodine treatment for your thyroid. Now, this is the beginning of how long of a process? The whole thing took place over the course of 2013. You got to deal with breast cancer having an operation for that also then, I'm assuming? Yeah, it was a month apart. Wow. You only experienced two surgeries, but then just treatments thereafter. And I had multiple biopsies because in the time it took for them from diagnosis to operation, I had developed another breast tumor, a very small one. So they do a second biopsy. So there was a lot of that kind of surgery. I had a port put in, which is a surgery. And then I had my thyroid surgery, then my breast cancer surgery. And the course of a month. Then I went on to do chemotherapy, 12 weeks of weekly chemotherapy, and then six weeks of daily radiation. And then after all that was done, I took the radioactive iodine for the thyroid cancer. Now, did you actually get a <laughs> chance from the postpartum depression to have a breather? It's sort of after Nicholas was born, the journey through that depression, I mean, it was a long journey. It hit the first several years of his life are lost to me. And it's heartbreaking for me because I didn't, um, I didn't get to experience the, the, the idea of a mother lovingly holding her child, you know, so I still struggle with that. That's difficult. 
Yeah, it was, it, it's, it's terrible. Post, postpartum is terrible. But, you know, the unfortunate thing for me is I didn't have any other children, you know, to have that, like I lost that experience as a new mother with that horrible depression. But I did, like I said, I was on heavy medications. I saw doctors, I saw therapists, I was outpatient. You know, I did all the things I could do to, to slay that dragon of depression. And oh, I did. And I, I came out of, I would say it was a solid five years of significant depression. The last two years I was getting back on my feet. I'd gone back to work. I was feeling really good. And then boom, <laughs> cancer. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. But at least I was in a better mental state at that point. I'd weaned myself off of all medications and, you know, I was feeling really good. And then, but I really feel truly, truly that when I got that diagnosis of cancer, I almost looked at it as secondary to the diagnosis of depression because with cancer, there are a string of activities you can do that will give you hopefully the end result you want, which is remission, which is where I got. Whereas depression, it's like, well, we can try this medication and you can talk to that guy and you can try this outpatient activity, you know, and it's hit or miss. And it's, you know, there's science behind it, but there's no solid science behind it. I could still be in, in depression and there are, there are many, many people that struggle with it daily. You know, I was lucky in the sense of I came out the other end of that. And I felt like when I got my cancer diagnosis, I was like, you know, I slayed the dragon of depression. That was the hardest thing I ever, ever did. So it was almost like cancer. All right, let's go. What you got? Bring it on. You know, so oh, wow. it was almost like I felt equipped and I, I felt so mentally strong at that point, having done all that work and getting myself well, that you can't really throw me a curveball at that point. That is absolutely amazing. Thank you. You are listening to Leave Your Mark with your host, Vince Cortez. Leave Your Mark. Inspiring the world, one guess at a time. That, that inner strength right there. Now, that makes me want to bring up the idea that you're a career Catholic in your <laughs> education. Right. I, too, am a Catholic, so we can share a conversation. We don't want to get people upset at us. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'm really, I don't identify as Catholic any longer. I identify as Christian. I've moved away from attending mass in the Catholic church, and I've really gotten into really strong Bible-believing Christianity. At what point in this journey, you're having your conversation with your inner voice, you sound like you got pretty strong in that, you're ready mm -hmm. to swat cancer off your shoulder exactly and you know what is the methods you were using to connect with that source and find peace well i felt peace through this entire experience i didn't feel any peace with depression i mean i there was nothing but darkness right i mean that was satan alive right there alive in my life but i had so many people praying for me that I sort of surrendered that to them and did the work I had to do. So when cancer came around, you know, you think to yourself, like, I want to pray, Lord, please, you know, take this burden from me. Or, you know, if this is your will for my life, you know, help me, give me the strength to deal with it. But I found it difficult to pray for myself during my cancer. But I had so many dear friends and family praying for me in such a supportive way that I literally felt surrounded by such love and such light 
And I knew my faith was unshakable. And I sort of put it in their hands and said, you know, you be my voice to intervene on my behalf because I just couldn't do it. I don't know why I don't, I can't, can't give you a reason why um, I stayed close to Jesus throughout in my own way, but it wasn't a begging for my own benefit. You know what I mean? I continued to pray for peace in the world and my family and my loved ones and the normal intercessions that you do in prayer, but not really for myself. I sort of gave that to my loved ones to do for me. And trust me, I felt every minute of it. It was lovely. That is, that's really heartwarming. Yeah, I have a really good support system. You're definitely, your faith is unwavering because you can sound in the strength of your voice and your level of confidence even now. So if you have a story to share, tell us, how are you going to leave your mark? Contact us, leave your mark with our host, Vince Cortez, be our guest. We're a cancer survivor of two different types of cancer and it's now 2020 and you've had this as a pivotal point in your life. How would you say this experience changed you or enlightened you? I absolutely think it, it changed me. It changed me for the better, better, better. First of all, I've, I've met so many people that have cancer. It's an epidemic now, as you well know. I mean, you have a whole podcast to talk about all the people that are going through it. So I'm a believer in paying it forward. So as I'm assuming you are as well, I did reach out to a friend of mine who had been diagnosed a year before me when I got diagnosed. It was a girl that I went to high school with and we hadn't really been in touch. We were friends on Facebook, but not personal friends. Uh And now she's one of my dearest friends in the world. But I reached out to her and now I have people reaching out to me. So I feel like the way that you handle something can be a guidepost for how other people maybe want to handle something. And I I just had a friend reach out to say, you know, I just got diagnosed, you know, I want to go through this like you went through it. What do I have to do? And if I could give anyone some peace or some confidence or some, uh, even if it's just a, a pep talk every once in a while, you got this, you can do this, you know, let's pray together or whatever, then I'm going to do it. That's a big lesson learned. You pay it forward. You have hard knocks, but then you teach other people how to do it. You teach other people how mm-hmm. to do it. Wow. This being the case, you're, you kind of answered my last question, but I ask everybody, you know, okay. this is leave your mark. And having gone through this experience and shared your story, what would you like people to remember you for? I would hope that they would remember me as being a positive influence in their life, however it is. I have have a lot of friends who aren't Christian, but I never cease to mention my love of Christ to them. You know, they just know it's a part of me. And if I could lead one person to him, to the cross, then my job is done here. (laughs) Wow. That was outstanding. Thank you so much for coming by today, Annie. You're fantastic. You, You inspired me. I mean, that that was, you know, it would have been nice to have you around when I was going through my path as well. Oh, thank you. I I couldn't agree more with the idea of the feeling of the friends and family. It makes such a difference because Mm -hmm. when you don't have that mental burden or that anxiety, you can just like, and it sounded like you did very well with it where you just kind of tucked it away. That's not for me to worry or to rest my mind on. And I've got other things to do. Right. All of you were very, very much on point and on purpose about what you're doing. So, I mean, it's not a surprise that 
that you're here with us today. I mean, just fantastic. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Leave Your Mark today. Tune into our next episode of Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. Be blessed. You just left your mark. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Listen to more episodes on demand. Just click Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez.